live from multiple locations via the miracle of Skype. It's the LTN Hour. Let's talk NASCAR with your host, Todd Bailing. Co-host, Ed Kaluka, Featuring Dangerous Dan Margetta. And Brian Schmidt. LTN is a caller-driven program, and your participation is encouraged by calling 414-421-7901. That's 414-421-7901. Now, the creator and host of the Fastest Hour in Radio, Todd Bailing. Woo-hoo! It's Daytona time, folks. <laughs> the season is about to get underway. Glad you could join us, Ed. Here we are, another season facing us, and uh, uh, let the complaining begin, right? You got that right. What kind of race are we going to see today, boys? Yes, Dan Margetta and Brian Schmidt are live from Radio Roll right there in the garage area at Daytona. Gentlemen, before you can say it, I already looked at the forecast. Cloudy, 80 degrees, and 0% chance of rain. Woohoo! Good way to get the year underway, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, my God, that's about perfect. And it's been the, probably the most perfect forecast we've had here, would you say, Brian? Yeah, it has. It's been beautiful, you know, most of the days we've been here. And uh, capping it off with a crystal clear blue sky today here. All right, gentlemen, uh, let's see. First of all, let's start with William Byron, 194.305. That that checks all the boxes. You want to be under 200 miles an hour when there's one car on the racetrack at a time. That's a 46.319 to get around the place. Good for you. It's all Chevys when they're one at a time. All right, where should we start? Should we start talking about uh, the uh, Bush clash, which was or the clash, which was right after the program last week, the first leg of the Jimmy Johnson show. Woohoo! He's um, had a rough week, hasn't he? He had. You know, it's not like hearing all the complaining and finger pointing at Mister Seven Time, but uh, I mean it. Right down to Daryl Waltrip, who all week long has been bitching about him. You know, oh, I don't know what's the matter with that guy. Listen, um, if he had got out of the car, guys, and said, yeah, you know, I didn't really mean to turn him, but, you know, you know what it's like racing on these tracks. You try to take a little air off, the next thing you know, you get together. I apologize to everybody, but we'll take the win. Instead, he gets out of the car and he goes, I'm here to win. What? And that really pisses off Waltrip. And by the way, Todd, who even cares what the Waltrips have to say? <laughs> Either one. Either I don't one. think he went out and, and, and took these guys out on purpose. He had another problem on Thursday night. I, I think it all comes down to the side draft, which you have to do here. You can slow a car down if you get right up on his quarter panel. I just think Jimmy hasn't perfected that yet to do it you know, finesse enough to not, not take the guy out. And he's had a history of doing that. I mean, it's happened to Talladega a couple times where he's triggered big ones kind of doing the same thing. And I think that's what everybody's kind of upset about. Uh, I don't oh. think he went up meaning to wreck everybody or wreck the field on Sunday and then take out Kyle Busch on Thursday. But uh, I don't know how you perfect that. Is there a simulator that says how to perfect the, the, how to perfect the side draft? That's, uh, that's kind of humorous when you think about it because, of course, uh, much ballyhoo about Jimmy Johnson being one of the oldest race car drivers. And then everyone might just say, well, you know, he is getting up there in age, relative, relatively speaking, of course. And so maybe his eyes aren't what they used to be, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, like Dan mentioned, then we go on to the, 
to the twin qualifiers on Thursday night. Um, and the same thing happened. This time it happened to Kyle Busch. And Kyle was not as polite as Paul Menard was. Uh, Kyle did a lot of bitching and screaming and posting and, and all that sort of thing. And Jimmy was much different in his attitude. Uh, he, you know, I'm here to win. He, he didn't win from that. He just took out Kyle Busch by trying to advance himself on the racetrack. Um, we, gentlemen, I mean, this is, how's this for an assessment of what we have to look at? Um, it's either single file, no passing, boring racing, or everybody crashes. It doesn't seem to have a uh, middle ground, does it? I don't think so. Right? No, no, it doesn't. And you've seen that in the two races here this week. You know, the Truck Series race Friday night. I mean, that was that uh, was like a that was a demo derby. I mean, there uh, were six uh, trucks left that didn't have any damage on it. And then you fast forward, you know, 18 hours later, and you run an Xfinity race where I, I don't even know if there's any bent sheet middle at all yesterday. So you got both sides there, and you got people plastic. complaining on both sides. So you know, what is it going to be? Yeah, it's bent plastic. And for some reason, everybody wants to run the high side. I don't know whether it's gotten everybody's mind that to run on, on the top is safe, and, and nobody wants to go to make the bottom work. Guys can make the bottom work if they wanted to. If you get enough cars lined up, you could be half a second quicker, but nobody wants to do it. And I think Denny Hamlin came out and said, you know, people are just happy with a good finish. And that, if that's a culture that's getting, getting promoted, that's a problem because, I mean, you, you got to want to go out and win. We want guys that want right. to win and go to the front. I don't want a guy riding around being happy being an eighth. Ed, uh, it was quite a quite a thing yesterday watching that single file line, with the notable exception of Chase Elliott. Well, he tried to make the moves on the bottom, but nobody go with him, and then the ones that would go with him weren't much help. So, yeah, it was a. I don't know. We we I think we're going to see single file racing until we get closer to the end. And then all of a sudden, as these guys get, you know, start getting desperate, I have to tell you, uh, of course, the twins were won by Kevin Harvick and his Ford, Joey Logano and his Ford. As you know, I'm probably not your biggest Joey Logano fan, but that was an absolutely outstanding race. If this is what this kid has got, he's going to win today. He's absolutely my pick to win today. If not him, a different Penske car. If not that, another Ford. I mean, it, it's very obvious that Logano has got his beans all in one bag when it comes to this uh, restrictor plate racing but you know we can talk about <clears throat> yeah but think about it joey's an aggressive driver right joey's not known for lifting and, and going to the front and that's what he's been doing and he did that on thursday night and that i think everybody else has to have that same kind of attitude to make this race really worth you know worth, worth being really a good race and not not riding around the top all day and somebody might do that you never know i mean yeah i don't see him doing it a whole lot early I mean, I don't, you know, last year I think we got through maybe the first stage and then all hell broke loose the rest of the way. And I think they're going to, everybody's going to want to at least get past that second stage and then see what they can do after that. Because, you know, if you, if you wad them all up early, then you're not going to have much either. Or after every caution, you know, there's going to be, uh, hey, as long as we're side by side, there's going to be some action on the track. And I think that's what we're we're looking for. Hey, uh, Madison Race fans, uh, you have to get to the Club Lamarck today. That's at 1525 North Stoughton Road in Madison, right by MATC. Uh, the Big 1070 has their Daytona 500 watch party. 
Stan and the gang over there have the best place to watch the the great American race, great food, prizes, race coos while rent. they last. Head to the Club Lamarck now. Uh, Tim Scott and the Motorsport Minute. Uh, Dennis Krause will be the, uh, live at Club Lamarck until MRN's Prime coverage rent. begins at 12. 30 plus there is another event uh there's going to be a fundraiser for the honor flights out in wind lake go to gary's boathouse they're going to have a, a daytona 500 party out there and it's going to be a fundraiser it's my it's my favorite uh, uh charity the uh, fundraiser for the honor flights to send veterans to washington dc and so uh, uh go to one of those today big big fun We'll be back to talk about everything to look for at Daytona when we come back. As a growing manufacturing company, we needed security solutions. We chose Bonafide because of the services they offer, pricing, and trusted reputation. But it's their outstanding service and support that convinced us we made the right choice with Bonafide. When businesses need security, they contact Bonafide Security Solutions. From locks and alarms to safes and surveillance, we do it all. We are Bonafide. We protect what you value. For your free security survey, call us today or visit bonafidesafe.com. Make a pit stop now and get your tickets for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. August 22nd through the 24th at Elkhart Lakes Road America in Wisconsin. This non-stop action-packed weekend features four race series. NASCAR Xfinity, the popular super trucks, SCCA Pro Trans Am, and the F3 America's Championship. Fans can camp on site, check out the vendors and autograph sessions, experience go-karting, and more. It's a green flag of family fun. Call 800-365-RACE or print your ticket at home. Visit RoadAmerica.com. Come for the experience. Stay for the race. Road America, your national park of speed. This is the LTN Radio Network. Hey, believe it or not, this is the 40-year anniversary of the fight between Cale Yarborough and Bobby Allison 40 years ago. My, oh, my, how this sport has been Things in a... like yesterday. Yeah, it does, what doesn't is... it, Ed? Sure what does. What a change. I remember watching it. I was only, I was only nine at the time, but I, it, was, it was snowing, right? We had a big snowstorm out throughout the country. Everybody was kind of shut in and able to watch the race. Yeah, it's one of the reasons it uh, really... A snowstorm really helped with NASCAR's popularity starting then. And uh, it was on an upward roll for many years after that. Um, gentlemen, I... We, we started talking about some of the things to look for today. There's been uh, historically a couple of cars that will just show up, like to me, the 43 car last year. Uh, he didn't have a very good season at all, but old Bubba was second in the Daytona 500. And you'll have this uh, historically at uh, plate tracks. This year, the name that jumps out of me is, at me is Matt DiBenedetto. Um, it's a, it's a, basically it's a new team. It's, it's another Joe Gibbs operation. It has their personnel, their cars, their bodies, their engines, uh, and possibly not their driver, but you know, there's the a new 78. A new, yeah, there you go. The new 78. We don't know that much about the Benedetto actually, because they don't show back markers on television unless they crash. But maybe he won't be a backmarker very long. Yeah, what do you think, around, Dano? He's been around a while, you know, and he's been and he's had success in other forms of racing, like late models and that kind of stuff. So it's not like he just showed up. 
he's been taking these these you know lesser rides for a long time, and he's been doing all the D burrito Twitter stuff, wherever the, all the, the kind of clowner stuff to get his name out there. But we never actually had him in a car that that had something to it. And this is probably the best ride he's ever got. It's not the top flight flight ride, but I think it's a big test for Matt Benedetto to see what he's got and what he's gonna become. Do you think, Brian? Yeah, and he's awfully determined. You know, he's he's about as determined as there is in the garage area. Uh, as far as a guy that really wants to prove something. So, you know, I, I think there could be some success with that team. He's got a secret weapon, too, you know. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He does. Right? Yes. Greg Emmer is the car chief who came out of retirement to uh, to work on this 95 car. There's There's got to be something there because Greg Emmer wouldn't have given up the farm to come back and work with Mr. Benedetto without a, a good Ka-ching. reason. So. And we talked to Greg a little bit about that, and, and he kind of, He's kind of uh, has the same thinking we do. You know, Matt, he's got the talent there to do it, so it's just a matter of if they can get all the pieces put in place to get that team to the front. It's the car that Casey Kane drove last year until his uh, his injury, and uh, we will be able to watch him. He starts in the, what is it, fourth row, fifth row, Dan? Yeah, he that's finished fourth impressive. in the duel. I mean, and, and that's where we, we saw him race for the first time. And he, he starts mo- ninth. You know, he moved up. Oh. Finishing fourth in that duel puts him in the ninth spot. But in, when it tips were down in that qualifying race, he went forward. Yep. Yep. And it's it's a completely different, you know, last year you had Casey Kane, who was kind of on the, you know, the sunset of his career. You know, maybe didn't quite have the fight in him that he wanted to. He was thinking more about racing sprint cars. Now you got a guy in there that really wants to go. So I think that'll, that'll make a big difference. Gentlemen, yesterday we got to watch the Xfinity cars race. There was some, you know, talk about, geez, nobody stepped out. No one was, everyone seemed to be afraid to crash, so they stayed in line, and it turned out to be more boring than when all the cars crashed, and there's nobody left at the end of the race. My, what I took away was, <clears throat> we have Jeffrey Earnhardt, by the way, that spinning sound you hear is his grandfather watching him race a Toyota from his grave. Um, the Supra was pretty good unless it really counted yesterday, gentlemen. Don't you think? Well, he kind of <laughs> got trapped in the wrong lane, didn't he? Talk, tell us about the restart. Yeah, I thought so, too. I thought he did yeah. good early on, and he was up front. And, again, it's all about positioning towards the end of the race, and I, he didn't think ahead enough, right? Right, right. Yeah, and I mean, well, there was talking a, about the car that started in front of him, Dan. Yeah, the, the 86 car was in there, and that was kind of a rolling roadblock, you could say, or whatever. So, you know, I don't know. It's, the jury's still out. I'm not going to say yay or nay about Jeffrey Earnhardt. I'm not going to say that about the Super either because nobody really did anything yesterday, so we really don't know what they're going to have. The now, next couple Dan, weeks will tell. Dan and Brian, you guys have been there watching with your headsets on. Uh, this really is a spotter's race, isn't it? Oh, heck yeah. Big time, big time. And he, he really came about in the truck race. when We watched uh, Johnny Sauter's got a spotter, Tab Boyd, with him on the new team. When he spotted Johnny to that second stage win in that truck race, that was perfect. I mean, he was yes. calling it. And he the 52 in the four truck four was high 52 was low he didn't say high and low he said go at four go at 52 and have johnny to know where that uh, those cars were to go high or low and just talk them through it it was it was just beautiful to watch it from the stands and hear it on the radio and to see it with your own eyes you know yeah and, and tad boyd did it uh he was a spotter yesterday for justin allgaier and he was trying to get justin in, in position to do what he had to do to win that race yesterday too and and justin didn't he didn't execute it and Tad's idea, I think, was to do the exact same thing he did with Johnny the night before to end that stage, and it didn't quite work out. But, I mean, if you get a chance to listen to him, I'd say he's Ran out of talent. One of the best on top of the tower oh, there is, Tad Boyd, right now. Hey, tell me something. Um, the more I hear about this being a spotter's race uh, makes me think that, uh, what was it, 
last, not uh, two years ago, when Matt Kenseth was leading coming out of four and ended up, up, what, 15th? Yeah, he didn't that, have a spotter. Yep. That was, that was not his regular spotter. And what a difference that makes the communication between driver and spotter, right? Spotter, he's spotting for Jimmy McMurray today. I think that was Lauren Rainier. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, in that case, you got to think ahead. When you spot, you got to know what's going on. You got to be into the race, almost like you're driving a car from the roof. And you got to know what's coming behind you, and you know where, when the pack is coming to make that momentum to pull out at just the right time to get that shove. And that, that's the best spotters, I think, think like yeah. drivers or ex drivers. And try to envision doing this. Now, we, we sat up in the third level yesterday for the Xfinity race, and you're a long way from everything. Now, these guys got a pair of binoculars in their hand, they got the radio on. And they got to talk, and they got to know exactly how to talk, and they can't get excited. It's not. A, I mean, it's probably one of the more difficult jobs there is. All right, now, guys, I want you to explain the uh, qualifier Thursday night. Uh, Joey Logano uh, sat patiently watching everything develop around him, and it's what his new spotter was. Earnhardt spotter? Did I hear that right? I think is that who he's got. I, I didn't hear the exact yeah, name. I'm not sure. I know oh, it's not Tad Boyd. Oh, well, anyway, uh, how in the hell does one guy make up three spots at the end of a race to win like that when when everybody ahead. else is trying to do it and nobody can even get close? It's thinking ahead. It's such a mental game. you got to get your momentum built up. Christopher Bell was doing it in the extended race yesterday. He was picking off one car at a time by kind of rolling off a little bit, getting a little bit of a run, and getting that momentum off the corner, and then you, you can get yourself by and, and get back in line real quick. But you got to think ahead and build up the run. You can't just mash the gas and go. You're going to have to plan this like a lap ahead, I think. NASCAR's version of a slide job. Right. Yeah, as much as you can do at 198 miles an hour or whatever it is. What are they at speed? Just a little over 200, right? They, they just touched 200 in one of the practices. Yep. Okay. So, you know, they're still in their sp- – but, but we have to remember something. This is the last race – with the tape, with the uh, uh, plate that we've watched for what since 1987, when Bobby yeah. Allison uh, necessitated that at Talladega, right? Yeah, 32 years of, of, of plate racing, and it's going to be gone after today. It'll be the tapered spacer, which tapered is kind of tapered spacers. That's a, a fancy way of saying plate, right, Ed? Well, no, it's a completely different. Uh, it's completely different than a plate. A plate is a is what it is. It's a plate, but a tapered spacer as a, a smooth uh, transition from one hole to the other. How will we know the difference by watching the race cars on the track? That's better the difference, throttle, right? Better throttle response. Okay, so uh, I guess, you know, the next question is, how will the racing change going from plates to tapered spacers? Nobody knows. Because it's not only the spacer, it's also the aerodynamic changes that are done. Of- if the guys think they got something under the hood and they can go out and do it, they may make them make some more moves. Because you ever sit in traffic and, and you know, okay, I drive a Mustang and I'm sitting in traffic, and I know I can go quicker than this, and it's hard to just sit and ride when you got that underneath you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Good way to put it, no doubt. Except oh, when everybody God. has the same power, it comes down to talent and chassis and you know, talent. That's what it comes down to. And I hate saying it, but Logano sure looked like he had more talent than that Thursday night race. We'll be right back. 
From racing engines to street engines, long blocks to turnkey packages, or complete custom engines. Just ask, and Wagner Automotive can fill your needs. All backed by 40 years of racing experience. These years of experience have provided reliability and performance that customers need to win races. Carl Wagner has been building championship-winning engines for top teams from NASCAR to short tracks in your backyard. This expertise is carried over to street engines they supply to top custom car builders. The Wagner Company in the heart of Wisconsin is outfitted with the -the state-of-the-art machinery necessary to design, manufacture, build, and test custom engines and their accessory parts. Dyno services are independently available for anyone needing to test their engine. Wagner's company can also provide you or your company with production CNC machining or welding services. All your questions and requests are personally attended to by Carl or Casey Wagner. Just give us a call at 920-394-3557 or visit our website at wagnerautomotive.com. Miller Sales and Service is the Midwest's number one Bravo trailer dealer for customer service and satisfaction. Serving the area since 1939, Miller's is located on the corner of Highway 57 and K in Random Lake. As the Midwest's number one Bravo trailer dealer, Miller's has all kinds of Bravo trailers from 8 feet to 48 feet in stock. They also have a selection of B&B utility and dump trailers, reliable and Chilton open aluminum and steel trailers. With over 50 pre-owned low-mileage cars, trucks, and SUVs, Miller's has just the vehicle you are looking for. Miller's also carries a full line of Alumacraft boats and Manitou pontoon boats, complete with Evinrude outboards. Why not buy from racers who know what racers want and need? With Miller's Sales and Service on the corner of Highway 57 and K in Random Lake. Call Jerry, Tom, or Brad Miller today at 920-994-4358. That's Miller's Sales and Service, 920-994-4358. This is the LGN Radio Network. Welcome back to the Daytona special here, the LTN Radio Network. Glad you could join us. Dan Margetta and Brian Schmidt are live on Radio Row down there, and they've been attending many. Boy, you know, it's funny. You guys have heard uh, rumors to start the season this year. Usually you hear crazy-ass rumors as the year goes on, but, Dan, they're they're floating rumors about possibilities in the schedule uh, as soon as next season. Right, well... 20, 2021 expect big time changes in the schedule. They're working on that. The uh, tracks have agreements and they're in place until 2020, so through next year. But now next year, those places that will go to uh, Steve Phelps got up there and said the 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 tracks will go will go to the same places. We just may not go in the same order. Maybe where we start or finish the year. So there's talk that they may change the order of events around for next year, go to the same tracks, and then have big time changes in 2020 uh, 2021. So I mean, it's a possibility we may not open up with the Daytona 500 next year. Uh, uh, what? I, I can't believe that that would happen. Wow! What a box but, of crayons. Yeah, I mean, I hope I hope that box of crayons doesn't get opened up because this whole Speed Weeks atmosphere down here is is incredible. I mean, all, all the tracks are having. I mean, there's record attendance at the dirt tracks this year. Record attendance at New Smyrna earlier this year, and all of it has to do with the Daytona 500 being here. I don't know if you'd still have that without it, but oh, you know, I think you would, don't you think? No, I don't think no. so. And, and the thinking there is, we've had a lot of public. Uh, comments about why do we have the clash why is that going there and then the thinking is that maybe that might be floating out there to maybe start the year somewhere oh, else maybe. kevin harvick you're talking his uh, box of crayons 
That's I mean, you're, you're very limited on where you could start the season, if you think about we it. We used to start at Riverside back in 1981. Yeah, when I mean, this program started, guys, we were racing at Riverside. Settle down. At the first Everybody race. take a breath. Just yeah. Take it easy. <sighs> I mean, there's really only probably about four, maybe four places you could do it at. Homestead, Daytona, Phoenix, Vegas, and California. Those are really the only options you have this time of year. I mean, you're not going to start any, you know, look at next week at Atlanta. You don't know what you're going to get for weather there. So, I mean, I don't see it happening, but that's what people are, you know, want rumors? That's a rumor. Can you imagine? Hey, uh, you know, the schedule might just need to be shaken up a little bit. Uh, they've had some pretty crappy weather in uh, in Atlanta early on. Not as much in Vegas or California or Phoenix or any of those. But, Dan, you know, there's that, that track that you like to go to every year to end the season. Man, that might be a good place to uh, to either add a race or maybe change the date for that one. It, it may be. I think that might be one. I mean, they, they have the, the. I think it's a great place to end the year with the championship, just because the track it, it produces such great racing with that the progressive banking they got in place. But uh, you know, Vegas is pushing really hard to end the year out there too. So I guess we'll see as as the year goes on. Uh, 2020 will be some changes, and 2021 is when the big changes are going to happen because all those agreements are done. They don't have to go to all the tracks we're at, and that's where I think they'll start looking at road courses, short tracks, yep. and places to add. And, you know, like we like to say, Road America needs to be on the short list if you're going to add any races. But, you know, guys, it's hard to think that it's going to go any past 36 races. Matter of fact, there's been some talk that it's going to go uh, less Less, than 36 races, right? Maybe 31 or something like that. Yeah, which wouldn't be a bad thing either, I don't think, you know. Yeah, I think you're right. Hey, our old friend Bill down in Lake Somerset, Illinois, uh, wants to say hello to us. Bill, welcome to the program. Yeah, let's talk NASCAR, Todd. There you go, baby. Hey, you know, the thing about the schedule changes, I'm all for, you know, doing things different. But one of the worst mistakes that NASCAR made was a few years ago, they moved the Daytona 500 to a week later. And then I think they moved it back. But my point is when they moved, when they moved it, a lot of fans had annual reservations they have condos reserved or you know everything set up to go down there and then you're going to change the date on them when they've had these reservations and i think they lost a lot of fans down there when they did that it was always the holiday weekend i remember that being uh uh, uh, president's day on monday and then they changed it because they had to react to that to the uh, super bowl changing their date right dan yeah, and I think there was some talk of the NFL going an extra week, too. Aren't they talking yeah. about running 17 weeks or 18 weeks instead of what and, they do now? And, and I think that was after they had some weather issues, too. I mean, they were, you know, some, not that a week makes a huge difference, but I know they I know they originally looked at some weather-related issues. That might have been the year after they had the race on a Monday that they moved that date, something like that. So, But, yeah, I don't see them moving it. Either way, Bill, it's a good point. Good thing. Hey, I, I don't know. I'm not sure who's going to win today. Nobody knows, but I agree with you guys. Those Fords look awful strong. They do, don't they? Chevys are really good when there's one on the track at a time. But I don't know if if it's – are they looking strong because the Ford guys are working together? Are the Ford guys all buddies and maybe the Chevy guys haven't done that yet? And the Toyota guys? I mean, it it could be just be that they're just working together better. I mean, it makes them that much better. Interesting theory. Hey, Bill, we always like hearing from you, my friend. Okay, thanks, Todd. Happy Daytona Day. Uh, The number to call if you'd like to participate in the program is uh, new this season, 414-421-7901, the number to call and uh, participate. Uh, We've had some some pretty significant 
uh, uh, deaths this week. Uh, Dick Trickle's wife, Darlene Trickle, passed away at the age of 75 this week. Uh, Sam Bass just yesterday passed away at uh, the age of 57. Sam Bass, the first uh, sanctioned artist by NASCAR, he not only made uh, programs and posters, but Sam Bass designed a lot of race cars that uh, over the years that that uh, we we will have come to remember. And uh, uh, he had a, a kidney problem. That's how it basically started. Lost a leg a while back. Uh, there was there were complications. At 57 years old, so much more life in him yet than uh, Sam Bass. Yeah, you think about it. Yesterday. Think about it. There's a guy that never turned a wheel, you know, in a race car. Made a pretty pretty big uh, impact on the sport that way, just by the cars he saw and the, and the painting. He had a gallery right across from the Charlotte Speedway. If you ever went in there and checked it out, it was a really cool place to hang yeah, out. Yeah, Highway he, 29. He, yep, and he'd be in there a lot of times, and he he was very friendly and talked to anybody. That's pretty cool stuff. We'll come back with more of your calls in just a little while. Hang in there. Make a pit stop now and get your tickets for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. August 22nd through the 24th at Elkhart Lakes Road America in Wisconsin. This non-stop action-packed weekend features four race series. NASCAR Xfinity. The popular super trucks. SCCA Pro Trans Am. And the F3 America's Championship. Fans can camp on site. Check out the vendors and autograph sessions. Experience go-karting and more. It's a green flag of family fun. Call 800-365-RACE or print your ticket at home. Visit RoadAmerica.com. Come for the experience. Stay for the race. Road America. Your national park of speed. From racing engines to street engines, long blocks to turnkey packages, or complete custom engines, just ask and Wagner Automotive can fill your needs, all backed by 40 years of racing experience. These years of experience have provided reliability and performance that customers need to win races. Carl Wagner has been building championship-winning engines for top teams from NASCAR to short tracks in your backyard. This expertise is carried over to street engines they supply to top custom car builders. The Wagner Company in the heart of Wisconsin is outfitted with the state-of-the-art machinery necessary to design, manufacture, build, and test custom engines and their accessory parts. Dyno services are independently available for anyone needing to test their engine. Wagner's company can also provide you or your company with production CNC machining or welding services. All your questions and requests are personally attended to by Carl or Casey Wagner. Just give us a call at 920-394-3557 or visit our website at wagnerautomotive.com. This is the LTN Radio Network. We mentioned a couple of deaths in the family this week. Darlene Trickle passing away, Sam Bass passing away. Also, uh, Doyle Ford, who was the flagman for NASCAR for, for many years. Ed, I didn't see how old he was. You knew Doyle Ford pretty good, didn't you? Yeah, he was he was one of the characters, I'll tell you that. He was a good guy to be around in the garage area. And uh, he passed away also yesterday. Amazing, right uh, Right as Daytona is here, you know. It's, you know, it's think like, about uh, that. That's probably the last flagman you knew. Remember Harold Kinder and Doyle Ford? Who were the flagmen after that? We don't, you know. Right, right. Now it's a flagman of the week, I think. They switch I think it you're all right. Time. I think you're right. Hey, uh, James is waiting to talk to us from West Dallas here. James, let's talk NASCAR. Hello, James. I believe James Hello. is not there. You know how I can tell that? Yeah, I don't hear him. I don't hear him. Oh, uh, Greg waiting to talk to us. How are you doing today, Greg, from Milwaukee? Yes. Go ahead. 
Hey guys, um, I hear about the uh, Hendrick engines and uh, uh, you know the Ford engines and so forth. How much factory backing is there from Ford, Chevrolet, Toyota? Uh, even though they, you know, uh, seem to give it to Hendrick and so forth. Ed, does the does the Ford or any of the manufacturers make uh, engine parts? No, just oh, the block. Oh, okay. Jeez. So on the whole car, Ford block. That's it. Maybe a windshield? No, no, not even that. That's five star. Oh, I, I think they, like Ford. Works with the Yates. I think all the Ford teams run the Yates motor, right? It helps right. put them together. And Toyota's got their TRD. Uh, does Chevy have a couple? They used to have Earnhardt Ganassi, and then they had Childress. Uh, uh, yeah, they still have RCR, which is ECR engines. They maintain the Earnhardt name there, much to her chagrin. But, yeah, the ECR engines uh, and the Gibbs engines and the Roush engines, that's that's about it. Mm-hmm. There's a few independents on there. Um, some of the guys... You know, really low guys build their own, you know. So it's, All right. So, Greg, the answer is they should put on the front of the card Ford blocks and engine configurations. Very good. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks for the call. We appreciate it, Greg. Uh, 414-421-7901. I believe James got back to us. Let's, let's try it again. Hi, James. Let's talk NASCAR. Right there is what we call strike two, you're out. I don't play that game. Um, gentlemen, <clears throat> uh, Jimmy Johnson is the guy that many Chevrolet people are pointing at today, that he might be the best of the of that whole group. But uh, if you ask me, I think Chase Elliott is the guy. Chase is the guy that wants to race the most. I mean, he seems to be the one to try to make the moves to go to the front. Never count out Kurt Busch on a play track. I mean, he's in that Ganassi car, and, and they haven't showed much all week long. But when it comes down to being in the right place at the right time, I mean, Kurt's only got one win, and that was in the 500 or two years ago. But I think he's one of the best plate racers out there. And and Brad, you could put Brad Keselowski in that group, too. He didn't really get a chance to race much yesterday because his roof kept flying off his car. But, I mean, I think, uh, I think <laughs> he'll be— There's something you don't say too often. I think he'll be one also to contend with today because uh, if he's got a good enough car, he's going to go to the front, and he loves plate racing. He's got, I think, six plate wins in his career already. Yeah, I think he's really good. Hey, Ed, what happened there yesterday? The uh, the, the 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 roof plate came loose, and uh, when well, they, they have a hatch it? on these cars that for uh, Michael Waltrip wanted because the guy is 18 feet tall and couldn't get out of a car, so they had to put a roof hatch in for him to get out of the car. So now it became a standard that everybody had to have one of those roof patches. But the problem that car started with the window net coming down. Oh, and that's okay. where it all started. Jeez. It was sure ugly there for a little while. We'll be right back. As a growing manufacturing company, we needed security solutions. We chose Bonafide because of the services they offer, pricing, and trusted reputation. But it's their outstanding service and support that convinced us we made the right choice with Bonafide. When businesses need security, they contact Bonafide Security Solutions. From locks and alarms to safes and surveillance, we do it all. We are Bonafide. We protect what you value. For your free security survey, call us today or visit bonafidesafe.com. 
Make a pit stop now and get your tickets for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. August 22nd through the 24th at Elkhart Lakes Road America in Wisconsin. This non-stop action-packed weekend features four race series. NASCAR Xfinity, the popular super trucks, SCCA Pro Trans Am, and the F3 America's Championship. Fans can camp on site, check out the vendors and autograph session, experience go-karting, and more. It's a green flag of family fun. Call 800-365-RACE or print your ticket at home. Visit RoadAmerica.com. Come for the experience. Stay for the race. Road America, your national park of speed. This is the LGN Radio Network. The uh, green flag today is at 2.05 Central Time. It'll be televised on Fox, and, of course, you can hear it on the Big 920 and the Big 1070. The stages are at lap 60 and lap 120. The total amount will be 200 laps today. Dan, you uh, we were talking about some rumors you guys heard. Uh, there's a real dandy coming up for the Gen 7 car, I guess. Or is this just a rumor? Well, they're already talking about the car coming out already. I mean, it's still at least a year away, I think. But Kyle Busch brought up a possibility of independent rear suspensions on these cars, which is a total radical change from what we've been doing for a long time. Um, he didn't really get into it, and Brad Keselowski, when I asked him about it, said, I'm not even going that way. I didn't know enough about it. But, uh, Ed, you're, you're kind of a tech guy. What would that mean? I know. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, Ed. The rear end suspension will come the same day they change the date that Daytona. Not going to happen. Ah. Is it just because... Next thing you know, they'll get rid of truck arms. Wow. I mean, just because they've done it this way so long, there's no way they're going to change it? Well, it'd be a whole new attitude towards racing. It'd be a a totally different suspension. It would be, next thing you know, there'd be no more lug nuts. They'll have one nut that holds the wheel on, you know. So it's, uh, who knows? Who knows? Because they fired all the people who had a brain at the tech center, and now we got all these new guys in there, and they have their ideas. We ought to do this. We ought to do this. What you ought to do is just shut up and race. (laughs) We're, we're trying. Um, <clears throat> that's why the tapered spacers are on their way in a hurry. I asked before how it's going to change. We know that they're going to race starting next week in at Atlanta with these tapered spacers. But, uh, you know, this being the last restrictor plate race at Daytona, they come back with the tapered spacer. And I guess the big question is, uh, what will the cars do differently? How will the race be different? And I'm not sure that uh, that there's any answers for that yet, right, Ed? Not until they drop the green flag, not even practice testing. Right. Not until we race this package will we know what the effect is. What I yeah. like is the biggest rumor that's coming and is a smaller engine, and it's going to be a smaller engine, smaller cubic inches. We might even go to overhead camshafts, which is why they need to do that they need to get rid of the push rod so that they can bring in two more manufacturers that run overhead cams and i'm sure that's going to happen uh, and the uh, first time this place this the new package will race will be at talladega in april uh, we go to atlanta next week with the uh, horsepower at 550 or whatever they put it down and then at vegas is the first race with the air ducts and everything on the car so vegas you'll see three different races we'll see the last restrictor plate race today at, at daytona we'll see the new rules white uh, at atlanta then the total new rules with the air ducts on it in vegas and then at phoenix you go back to almost like the short track package correct right with higher horsepower yeah so you'll see yeah so four races four different sets of rules 
you know, there was a lot of complaining in the past that NASCAR needs to go to one set of rules and just leave it alone. And yet... We've gone the other way. <laughs> but today is a sellout, gentlemen. How great is that? Yeah, and, you know, a lot of it has to do with, with, with the facility you have here. I mean, this place is as good as it's been. This, we've come to every race since they finished this Daytona Rising project, this the new venue, as they call it here now. Um, you know, the, the comfort comfortability of it, the escalators, all that stuff that makes it such a great place. And almost, you know, three-quarters of the seats you can see all the way around. That's cup holders. Cup, cup holders. Every yeah, seat exactly. has a cup holder. Are you kidding me? No, it, it's it's really nice place to it watch is. a race. It's, it's, it really they is. Call it a, they call it the only motorsport stadium, and it, it truly is. All right. How much were the tickets? 200 bucks. Yeah. For today? For today. Yes. We're, 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 we have, you know, better seats, obviously. We're up pretty high. Yeah, we're pretty high and kind of closer to the right at the pit exit. But you can you can get it, I think, as low as $60, I think, today. You could probably get a ticket for it. Uh, Not today, though. Todd, Todd what, would you, what do you think you paid to see the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's ridiculous. Couple, that's four digits. Yes. So it's a pretty good deal, I think, for, for the, day, the Daytona 500. You know, I mean, it's still a big deal to me coming here. Uh, to open a season because it's the Daytona 500. It's the one race I w- waited all winter to watch as a kid, and now I get to actually see it in person. What did a package cost for all the tickets? Mm, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you guys have been at every race. Okay, let's back up. What did yesterday's ticket cost? I think about 100 bucks. Yeah. Okay, 300 And then what about the Twins? Uh, we didn't watch the Twins. We were over at the dirt track on the Twins. If I bet you're looking, probably about... I'm saying the trucks race and the, and the, the twins are probably about, I say sixty bucks maybe. Yeah, they got they got different package levels for all the different packages here. So it all what are you getting at, Todd? What do you want to uh, hear? I want to know. I want to get an idea what it costs to buy tickets to go see the Daytona 500. Two hundred bucks. And the relating all the events at the track. That's part of what the you know what the allure is. You go down yeah, to they Daytona. Have a- they have a package that includes even the Rolex. So if you're you're a retired individual that wants to be down here, you could buy a package for the whole night for everything, the whole speed weeks, wow. starting with the Rolex the Thursday before the Rolex 24, all the way through today. They got different packages available. Like Elkhart Lake for 500 bucks, you can get the whole season. Yep. Yep. Well, there has been a lot of racing this week, and you're going to hear some more about the other racing when we come back. Miller Sales and Service is the Midwest's number one Bravo trailer dealer for customer service and satisfaction. Serving the area since 1939, Miller's is located on the corner of Highway 57 and K in Random Lake. As the Midwest's number one Bravo trailer dealer, Miller's has all kinds of Bravo trailers from 8 feet to 48 feet in stock. They also have a selection of B&B utility and dump trailers, reliable and Chilton open aluminum and steel trailers. With over 50 pre-owned low-mileage cars, trucks, and SUVs, Miller's has just the vehicle you are looking for. Miller's also carries a full line of Alumacraft boats and Manitou pontoon boats, complete with Evinrude outboards. Why not buy from racers who know what racers want and need? With Miller's Sales and Service on the corner of Highway 57 and K in Random Lake. Call Jerry, Tom, or Brad Miller today at 920-994-4358. That's Miller's Sales and Service, 920-994-4358. 
Make a pit stop now and get your tickets for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. August 22nd through the 24th at Elkhart Lakes Road America in Wisconsin. This non-stop action-packed weekend features four race series. NASCAR Xfinity, the popular super trucks, SCCA Pro Trans Am, and the F3 America's Championship. Fans can camp on site, check out the vendors and autograph session, experience go-karting, and more. It's a green flag of family fun. Call 800-365-RACE or print your ticket at home. Visit RoadAmerica.com. Come for the experience. Stay for the race. Road America, your national park of speed. This is the LGN Radio Network. One of the beautiful things about Speed Week is that it's not just racing at Daytona, but uh, there's a dirt track and a short track close by. It's been racing every single night. Brian has been to both tracks. In fact, Brian and Dan both have been to both tracks this week, right? Yes, we have. It is definite potpourri of racing down here, as they would say. We'll start Monday night over at Volusia Speedway Park for the Dirt Car Nationals. They rained out on Sunday, so they had to make up 104 modifieds, had to go through a qualifying uh, operation to get set up for the Gator Championship. And when the feature was all done, Kyle Strickler was your winner in that. The late models rolled into town. Also, UMP late models for 7,000 to win. Mike Marler picked up the win there. Tuesday was a complete rainout, and it rained. That's when we arrived, and we were driving in monsoon conditions to get to our hotel on Tuesday night, so there was no racing Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday night at Volusia Speedway Park, another night of the Dirt Car Nationals, this time sanctioned by the World of Outlaw Morton Buildings Late Model Series. 10,000 to win. Brandon Shepard was your winner. The Super Dirt Car Series Big Block Modifieds also were on hand. Billy Decker was your winner there. Thursday night at Volusia, the one we attended for the World of Outlaw Morton Buildings Late Model Series, Brandon Shepard picked up win number two in a row. You guys noticing a theme here? Oh, yeah. In the uh, Super Dirt Car Big Block Modifieds, Matt Shepard was your winner. Also Thursday night, up the road in Ocala, Florida, the USAC National Sprint Car Series, the non-wing version, where there Chris Windham was your winner. And over at East Bay, the king of the 360s for 360 wing sprint cars, Corey Eliason was your winner. Friday night at Volusia, the Dirt Car Nationals, another round of the Morton Buildings World of Outlaw Late Model Series, Brandon Shepard was your winner again. In the Super Dirt Car Series Big Block Modifieds, Larry White was your winner. The USAC National Sprints at Ocala, Justin Grant won that. And the king of the 360s down at East Bay, Mark Smith, was your winner. Finally, last night, the final night of Speed Weeks for Volusia Speedway Park, the World of Outlaw Late Models, 10,000 to win. Brandon Shepard won again. And this is no easy task. There are 50 good cars every night there. That's how well they have that series figured out. Uh, they are going to be a force to be reckoned with on the World of Outlaw Late Model Series. Brian, the, I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, at East Bay was the Tyler Erb show. What the hell happened? Tyler Erb, that team did not show up at... Uh, Volusia. Tyler was in a different car. That team strictly runs okay. the uh, Lucas Oil Series. That answers that. Yep. The uh, Super Dirt Car Series Big Black Modified Saturday night. Truck Series regular Stuart Friesen picked up the win there. Ocala, Florida last night. C.J. Leary won in the non-wing sprints for the USAC. And finally at Tampa, Florida, the king of the 360s, Terry McCarl picked up the win there last night. That is all the dirt results from up here. I believe over in uh, Arizona, they ran the Arizona Modified Tour and Ricky Thornton Jr., he made a mockery of that series, didn't he, Todd? He you did. saw him run a couple nights, didn't you? I did. Uh, I saw him win on Wednesday night. Uh, interestingly enough, I went and talked to him after the race. It paid 1500 to win, and the overall championship is like nine races in 15 nights or something like that. Paid 500 bucks. Wow. Not you know, here. I'm under the impression that all these dirt track races pay all this big money. That's all I keep hearing. Big, 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 big. 500 bucks for nine nights out of 15, and you have to pretty much not work the whole time so you can get your car ready every night for 500 bucks? Okay, <clears throat> I'm over Ricky it. Thornton. 
Ricky Thornton won the big 10,000 win show at 141 last year. Hopefully we'll see him back here in June again. So. Oh, my God, yeah, the guy's uh, a racer, no doubt. He is. Thanks to our friend Paul Reichert. We've got some uh, results. I hope everybody got a chance to watch on fanschoice.tv this week. It was all live from New Smyrna Beach Speedway. Uh, it got rained out Sunday night, uh, but they ran the NASCAR k Pro Series race on Monday, and Derek Krause was your winner. An outstanding job. He passed some cars late in the race. Just absolutely had a fantastic event. Sam Mayer was there and finished fourth in the super late model race. Uh, Bubba, eventual champion, Bubba Pollard, was your winner. Gabe Summers, boy, what a breakout for that young man from Wisconsin. Uh, he finished third. Sam Mayer was fifth. Derek Krause was sixth. Danny Fredrickson out of Minnesota was eighth. Carson Quapel, 14th. Then Tuesday night... In the super late models, once again, it was Bubba Pollard, your winner. Uh, Dan Fredrickson was third. Derek Krause, sixth. Summers, ninth. Quapel, 16th. On a Wednesday night in the super late models, it was Brad May, the defending track champion at uh, uh, New Smyrna. Quapel uh, was second. Summers was eighth. Sam Mayer was 10th, and Krause was 12th. In the pro late models, Sammy Smith was declared the winner after uh, just an absolutely spectacular race by Jeremy Miller, and he was disqualified. Dan, what the hell was that about? It was a measurement, wasn't it, from the nose yeah, to the fender? Yeah, that was the night we were there, and we didn't even find out about it until after a while. Three-eighths of an inch lower. It was yeah. kind of a gotcha deal, I think. I think you, it was one of those, oh, we'll show you have one guy win all our races. Uh, you're stinking up our show because, um, boy, Jeremy Miller had an outstanding week, that's for sure. Thursday night, once again, Bubba was your winner. Gabe Summers was second. Travis Quapel was fifth. Derek Krause was ninth. And Sam Mayer was 14th in the uh, pro-late models. Mike's uh, uh, son, Jamie Skinner, uh, finished uh, won that one, and uh, Miller was there, of course, and finished sixth. Friday night was the pro late model finale. Sammy Smith was your winner, and uh, he was also uh, claimed the champion. Uh, Miller was eighth, and so that should do it. He said this was it for his career. He pulled the plug on it. He was third overall in the points at uh, New Smyrna. Last night was the super late model finale. Uh, Derek Griffith was your winner. Uh, Quapple was eighth. Krause was tenth. Mayer was thirteenth. Uh, Summers was 14th. Brad Casso came down for one race all week, finished 17th. Bubba Pollard won the championship, and Gabe Summers third overall in the points. Derek Krause was fourth overall in the points. But guys, uh, I just wanted to throw this in. You know, in they've been racing at this uh, World Series of Asphalt uh, for many, many years. Wisconsin has had four champions for a total of seven championships. Many people know this already, but this just was such a spectacular week and people watching. Dick Trickle won the event in 82, 84, 85, and 86. Lowell Bennett won it in 1997. Jason Schuler won it in 1998 with Conrad Morgan as his spotter, and Ty Majeski won it three years ago in 2016. We'll be right back. 
From racing engines to street engines, long blocks to turnkey packages, or complete custom engines. Just ask and Wagner Automotive can fill your needs. All backed by 40 years of racing experience. These years of experience have provided reliability and performance that customers need to win races. Carl Wagner has been building championship winning engines for top teams from NASCAR to short tracks in your backyard. This expertise is carried over to street engines they supply to top custom car builders. The Wagner Company in the heart of Wisconsin is outfitted with the state-of-the-art machinery necessary to design, manufacture, build, and test custom engines and their accessory parts. Dyno services are independently available for anyone needing to test their engine. Wagner's company can also provide you or your company with production CNC machining or welding services. All your questions and requests are personally attended to by Carl or Casey Wagner. Just give us a call at 920-394-3557 or visit our website at wagnerautomotive.com. This is the LGN Radio Network. All right, gentlemen, we uh, we know what's ahead of us. I've already gone out on way out on a limb and picked Joey Logano today. I think uh, he's showed uh, he's got something nobody else has. Ed, who do you think it's uh, going to win today? Ricky Stenhouse. <laughs> oh, Dano. I'm gonna go with Kurt Busch. Oh my. Ryan, the 100th win for the Wood Brothers, Paul Menard. Wow, I, I, that just blows me away, guys. Uh, we, we've got some, and, you know, pull them out of nowhere? No, not exactly. These are all guys with real legitimate shots to win. Let me see here. Ford, Ford, Chevy, Ford. No Toyotas, huh? No, no Kyle Busch lovers out there. Huh. Interesting that. It should be fun. The green flag is at 2.05 Milwaukee time. You will be able to hear it here on the Big 920 and the Big 1070 and, of course, on your local Fox affiliate. The Chevys were good by themselves. That's why William Byron will take off from the pole today in the 24 car. That first two... First two rows of fast qualifiers from last Sunday were all Hendrick cars. Good God. What was that, the 700th pole for Chevys, Dan? It's quite a few of them, I know that. And and that happens a lot. Every year, the last couple of years, the Hendrick cars have been on the front row, and then they've had issues in the race. When's the last time the pollster won a 500? It's been a while. I'm betting on Jimmy Benning. That's why it took Sunhawk. Year 2000. Dale Jarrett, year 2000. 19 years ago. Good God. Thanks so much for tuning into the program. We do appreciate it. A, uh, a friendly reminder, if you're in Madison, to stop by Club Lamarck for their Daytona 500 party. And if you're uh, uh, anywhere near uh, Wind Lake, Wisconsin, Gary's Boathouse for their Honor Flight fundraiser and their Daytona 500 party. For all of us involved with the program, thanks so much for tuning in. Let's have a good, safe race and hope nobody gets killed today. And real race cars have doors! Even if they do climb in through the windows, Let's Talk NASCAR is produced by Dangerous Dan Margetta, our in-house engineer, website coordinator, and king of the knobs is Matt Hangel Pelosi for all of us involved. 
Thanks for being here. See you next week. This program has come to you live from multiple locations via Skype. Any and all comments expressed on this show do not necessarily express the opinions of this station, its employees, or advertisers. Your comments are always welcome at mail at ltnradionetwork.com. Find us at facebook.com slash ltnradionetwork. And thank you for your support since 1985. Tune in again next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time for the LTN Hour on the LTN Radio Network.